This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, we are here to talk about 80s and 90s media. Well, more correctly, to give you our opinions on 80s and 90s media. Um, as always, you can contact us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Trav, how are you doing? Pretty good, Drew. I had a pretty busy Wednesday for my normal lazy Wednesdays, but thank God we had a 23-minute episode to watch for our homework because yeah. I got a whole bunch of extra watches today with it. So. Yeah. It's uh, like the good and the bad with a short episode. It's like, it's nice because podcast listener, we have day jobs besides this podcast, so right, it is right. kind of nice to have an easy one every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, but then it's also like, is it going to be long enough? Don't worry, we'll fill it enough. Remember when we used to wonder if we could make it even 20 <laughs> minutes long before we started? We're like, Dude, can we talk for 20 minutes? No, it's like, keep it under two. Let's try to keep it under two hours, please. <laughs> <laughs> two hours, please. Uh, boy. Well, but how are you doing? I, I'm doing really good. Uh, though I'm Halloween's all over with. And if you subscribe to our Instagram, you saw some really cool pictures of both Trav and I and my family and Trav and his girlfriend. Uh, it was lots and lots of fun. Halloween was this year for me. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just excited for this episode particularly cause it's kind of ushering in the Christmas season mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm definitely ready for Christmas. Definitely. <laughs> still kind of a hard transition because it's, it is. it's kind of far away still. It is kind of far kind away. Kind of far away. Yeah. But I love Christmas. Yeah, me too. I love Christmas a lot. Uh, Kristen's been a little bit reluctant to put up the Christmas stuff yet. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, whenever you want to, you can put up the Christmas stuff. You know, but she's like, well, if you want it up that badly, you can go do it yourself. <laughs> and you're like, like, I'll wait, I guess. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode we're doing a Garfield Christmas, and that is also known as a Garfield Christmas special. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this episode was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program at the 40th Annual Primetime Emmy Awards. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so there must not have been a lot of animation to anim- to uh, nominate. I- I'm guessing. <laughs> not like nowadays. Yeah, I guess Garfield kind of has a little bit of that panache to it, you could say, where like people respected it to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, it's animation style has a hard time holding up oh yeah. if you ask me right definitely uh you can tell that there was de- lots of shortcuts taken lots within of the shortcuts end. so that nomination definitely wasn't for the actual technical animation of the episode <laughs> no, no. it was more for the story i would suppose uh so uh garfield is created by jim davis and you know that unless you've been living under a rock uh, this story is semi-autobiographical for him, so it's parts of his real life that he took to write this story. Uh, written by Jim Davis, directed by Phil Roman. Um, Phil Roman is also the director of the Peanut Specials. Nice. Um, co-director was George Singer. It's star- starring Lorenzo Music as Garfield. Uh, Lorenzo Music was in lots and lots of other things as well. Uh, most notably, I can think of from my childhood, is he was Larry the cr- uh, Crash Test Dummy in the You Could Learn a Lot from a Dummy. Buckle up. You remember that? You remember <laughs> yeah. those commercials? Yeah. So he was Larry. That's okay. Way to go, Lorenzo. <laughs> R.I.P. Lorenzo, unfortunately. Uh, Tom Huge. It's probably Huge. like it's probably like Hugh, I would guess, yeah. as John Arbuckle. Um, he does not have a Wikipedia page on the internet. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to research you at all because yeah. you obviously haven't done anything yeah. besides John Arbuckle. He's off the grid. He's off the grid. 
uh, Greg Berger as Odie, and uh, I recommend you guys looking him up. Uh, he has a filmography that goes on for miles. <laughs> it's unbelievable what he's been in. It's been everything, and he barks in Garfield. That's yeah. what he does in Garfield. <laughs> he's just got a crazy, crazy filmography. We got Pat Harrington as Dad Arbuckle, uh, Julie Payne as Mom Arbuckle, uh, David Lander as Doc Boy Arbuckle, Pat Carroll as Grandma Arbuckle, and the theme music was composed by Ed Bogus, Boyogus, and Desiree <laughs> Goyote. Uh, they did the music and lyrics. And then Lou Rawls, Tom Hidge, and Greg Berger, and Desiree Coyote, and Lorenzo Music, they all sang on the opening theme and a lot of the episodes also. Yep. Uh, so do you know who Lou Rawls is? No. Lou Rawls is kind of a big deal, and it's interesting that he is in Garfield. Like He lends his writing talents to Garfield. He lends his singing talents to Garfield. Uh, so besides composing the singing the songs and singing the songs for the Garfield Christmas special, um, he also served in the U.S. Army. He had seven Billboard Top 50 hit singles right. across 52 albums. Yeah, the last album came out in 2006, R.I.P., that's when he died. Okay. Uh, he won three Grammys, and he's had roles in everything from movie to TV. Uh, he's also done voice acting in The Rugrats and Hey Arnold. Boom. And for a time in the 70s, he was the spokesperson for Budweiser. All right. And you put on top of all of that, over his lifetime, he raised $250 million for the UNCF. That's Holy crap. Unbelievable. That guy, like, he, he's kind of a big deal. Kind of he's a big like, deal. He sure. definitely left a footprint. Sure, I'll uh, write some music for Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garfield was produced by Phil Roman, um, and it was released originally on the CBS network, and it was released December 21st, 1987, and then it ran every year until its final air date in December 14th of 2000. Every year. Thing. I don't remember watching it every year. I don't remember it being on TV every year. Yeah. But apparently it was ran in conjunction most years with the Peanuts Christmas special. Okay. So it was either on before or after. But I seem to remember catching that Peanuts Christmas special quite often, but yeah. never like seeing Garfield on CBS also. Yeah. I don't know. That's I feel like I must have seen it on TV. Yeah, definitely. Because I definitely. didn't own it till like recently. I got it for Lauren years back because right. she loves it. But. No, I definitely saw it on TV. I just don't remember it being on every year. 13 years in <laughs> a row. just don't remember it. Well, why don't we uh, get into the episode? How does that sound, Draft? Let's break it down. Uh, so this episode opens with an exterior shot of John, of John Odie and Garfield's house. Uh, they are in the Christmas spirit, and I like it. <laughs> like. Uh, inside the house, Garfield is sleeping in front of the fire. Uh, you, If you've watched any Garfield before this, you might have noticed like it kind of looks goofy in the house, right? It doesn't yeah. look right. Right. And I kind of thought, like, is that because this is a special and sometimes there's different animation, different shots and stuff that you wouldn't see in the normal series? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a dream. <laughs> the Garfield. Garfield, wake up. Uh, good morning, John. <laughs> no time for small talk, Garfield. It's Christmas morning, and you know what that means. Of course I do. Christmas means presents. Lots and lots of presents. First things first, Garfield. You can't open presents on an empty stomach. Here are your breakfast lasagnas. You may eat them all the way to the tree. <laughs> Breakfast lasagnas. <laughs> Breakfast lasagnas. <laughs> so Garfield does just that, and there's something really iconic for me about Garfield eating those lasagna out of that lasagna out of those lasagna oh, pans. He like scarfs them. Yeah, it's just one of those things. If you think of Garfield, and especially if you think of the series, you think of that animation of him just shoveling the lasagna into his face. <laughs> yeah. uh, John has a giant present for Garfield, and he brings it in using a forklift, and Garfield is very impressed. Now, that's what I call a present. <laughs> and it turns out it's a gift-giving gift. 
It can read your mind and give you anything you want. <laughs> so John goes first, and he gets a hat. A hat. Come on, John. <laughs> Come on, John. Come on, John. He can give you anything you want, and he wants a hat. He wants a hat. <laughs> uh, then Garfield uh, uses it, and the machine. He then Garfield uses the machine to its full potential and gets a whole bunch of precious gems. And this is just for starters. Now, this is what christmas is all about <laughs> uh so greed apparently i smell a little bit of a plot developing here <laughs> yep. uh it's a classic uh true meaning of christmas type of thing that we're going to be watching in this episode so cue the opening song gimme 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 uh what did you think of the songs we'll just talk about them right now what did you think of those like original songs throughout this episode they're all right yeah they're all right i think that they're kind of you know cheesy and you can tell that they're written for a kids show thanks yeah. to Rawls but I think the the time that was taken to write some original music for a show like this is cool I, yeah. I like it a lot uh, Garfield is wishing up a storm and uh, getting everything that he could want gadgets and toys and electronics everything <laughs> that he wants uh, but like I said before it is just a dream hey Garfield wake up oh it's you leave a message guess what today is I don't do pop quizzes before breakfast <laughs> <laughs> that's just patented Garfield oh, oh yeah. this is just patented Garfield it's Christmas Eve morning and we're going to pack up our presents and go to the farm for Christmas. Won't that be fun? You got a real sick sense of humor, John. (laughs) (laughs) Garfield's lines are like surprisingly witty. I mean, they're obvious when he says them, but they're surprisingly witty and they do make me laugh even as an adult. I, would, I don't think I would have laughed at that as a kid, honestly. Right, I but mean, he's clearly the star now watching it. Uh, yes. I mean, it should be obvious with the title of the show and all that, but mm-hmm. he definitely car- carries the episode for <laughs> that's, me. That's for sure. Uh, so the whole family's going to be there where John and Garfield are going. John's parents and his brother, uh, Doc Boy, plus Grandma. Uh, Garfield isn't super impressed. He wants to know why they can't basically come to him. And yeah. uh, why does he have to go see, why does he have to go to the stupid farm? Um, I kind of would feel the same way, I guess. Definitely. <laughs> really channeling those uh, like nine, ten-year-old uh, emotions when you have to go to Grandma and Grandpa's for Christmas. Ah, I don't want to go, but uh, it's always fun when you do go. Yeah. So with the car loaded up, uh, they hit the road, and you noticed, of course, that the car was basically just sliding along the road <laughs> in the animation. <laughs> at one point, I looked at Chris, and I said, it must be really icy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of black ice. <laughs> Uh, Garfield is uh, giving protest in the car, and uh, John thinks that he can almost smell his mother's cooking, but that's not what Garfield smells. Nope. What do you think Garfield smells? Dog breath? I'm guessing dog breath or a little poo-poo on Odie's butt. Maybe. John's just cutting the cheese in the car, (laughs) just ripping farts. Ripping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Roll the window down, John <laughs> Come on, John uh, So Christmas is John's favorite holiday And uh, he loves the decorated homes uh, The smiles on everyone's faces Well, almost everyone's face Because no. Garfield's not smiling No <laughs> And the best part, according to John Is watching the faces of children And sharing the stories from his Christmas as a child that's okay. Great. That's his. Does he just go around talking to strange kids? Like, yeah. Hey, you want to hear about my uh, Christmas as a kid? Not really. <laughs> go away. Okay. <laughs> well, this is what happened. Dad goes down the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's, uh, so like when, uh, John and Doc Boy were kids and then Garfield is just like, oh boy, here we go. As if he knows he's going to break into song. Yeah. <laughs> so cue song. <laughs> Dad will chop down the tree. Chores. 
Mom would fix up a meal. Work. <laughs> uh, you know, that doesn't look like John's mom in that picture when they flash to that during that song at all, does it? It doesn't. No. It's the, it looks more like grandma. Yeah, definitely. I got a little conspiracy theory that we'll dive into a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Boy would get in the way. Fighting, big, fat, hairy deal. Decorating the tree. Gardening. Wiring all the lights. Electrical contracting. <laughs> wrapping boxes and writing out cards. Office work out of sight. <laughs> the special gifts of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> that really make it great. It's so great. Are the insomnia and the anxiety kids get from having to wait. Uh, kids still have insomnia and anxiety these days, but it's for completely unrelated reasons, <laughs> <Yeah>. unfortunately. <laughs> Can't wait for Christmas. Wake me when it's through. <laughs> uh, so the trio, they do make it to the farm. They must just live like 10 minutes away or something like yeah. that. Um, I'm not sure if it's like knowledge where John and Garfield and Odie are supposed to be from, but it kind of looks like maybe New York City, like yeah. where they're living at, I should say, currently, because it kind of looks right. Empire State Building esque in the background there. Yeah. 10 minute drive to the farm. Yeah, you know? from New York City. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Behave yourself this Christmas, Garfield. No problem. I'll wait in the car. <laughs> uh, they get to the door. Mom takes the presents, and John says hello to his dad and brother. Uh, Doc Boy, how's my favorite brother? And Doc Boy's like, uh, I'm your only brother, buddy. Yeah. And, and John seems genuinely surprised. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I guess. And then there's Grandma. Uh, she's a bit of a curmudgeon, like her, uh, like Garfield. Yeah. Uh, so she just she says that she's just gonna sit there in the dark until you come over and pay your respects. Okay, Grandma. Um, I never had a relative like that. No. Uh, that's kind of like emotional abuse on your child. <laughs> yeah. uh, you didn't have a grandmother, a grandparent, aunt, or uncle that was just like until you come over and talk to me. And the, no, neither. absolutely I, not. No. no, me neither. Thank goodness. And my grandma's chair didn't <laughs> face the window. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> Sit in the dark. <laughs> no, didn't sit in the dark. So John says, "Merry Christmas, Grandma." <laughs> like I guess I'll acknowledge you immediately. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty happy to see John, but uh, immediately calls him fat and then elbows him in the stomach. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she seems like a fun gal. Definitely. Uh, she does a hundred sit-ups every day. She's got abs for days. All right, Grandma. I wish she would have pulled up her shirt and just been a <laughs> gleaming six-pack. Just chiseled. <laughs> just straight chiseled. Gleaming eight-pack with the riblets, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, and she even takes it one step further and tells her grandson to punch herself in the punch her in the stomach. Yeah, like uh, John declines. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> Grandma, you remember Garfield, don't you? We don't need kids seeing that on CBS <laughs> growing up, coming decking Grandma. And then she says, "I remember when we only had wood burning cats." That threw me <laughs> threw me off for sure. Garfield's reaction is perfect. Yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> like that's what that is. It's completely yeah. bizarre. Wood burning cats. Wood burning cats. Couldn't have said that better than myself there, Garfield. Uh, John's mom is super pumped that the family's all there. It's going to be the best Christmas ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, put a sock in it, dearie. Uh, And Garfield says, I can see grandma and I are going to get along just fine. (laughs) Two two peas in a pod. So here we are. We're going to take a second here. John kind of looks like his brother and his father, minus hair, right? Right. Kind of. Uh, John just still has hair. Doc Boy has barely any hair, and his dad has no hair. Yeah. Uh, John and Doc Boy look nothing like their mother. Right. Nothing like their mother. 
grandma kind of looks like John, but yep. less like Doc Boy and John's father. And big question, whose mother is grandma? Neither mom or dad say mom to her ever. Right. So John looks the most like his grandma. So grandma is actually John's mom that she had out of wedlock after her husband died. Right. Right. And then her son, I'm assuming, because if you're going to draw a parallel of people looking like each other, grandma looks more like dad than anybody else. Yeah. Her son and his wife adopted John so she wouldn't be publicly shamed. It's definitely possible. It's a bit of a stretch. This is a Garfield Christmas special. (laughs) And I'm sure the writers weren't thinking about it that much. (laughs) I I don't think they were, but I definitely think we're on to something. So maybe I should post this on Reddit and we can get it right up there with the Angelica uh, conspiracy theory, right? (laughs) Get it right up there. there. So somebody has to ask Jim Davis sometime about this. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> uh, later that day, John and Odie and Garfield head outside to do some chores. Uh, sure, oh, right? Sure. Uh, Garfield is not loving it. He can't see above the snow, ultimately running into that well water pump or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Back inside with Grandma, and she's deciding to spice up dinner a little bit by adding some chili powder to the sausage gravy. <laughs> uh, Mom is not impressed and explicitly tells Grandma not to add any chili powder. What does Grandma do? She adds the chili powder. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, mostly because she's the Green County Gravy Champion. <laughs> yeah. Green County Gravy Champion. Uh, we go out to the barn with Odie, and he is up to something. Something. Uh, he's uh, collecting a garden cultivator. I looked it up to see what that thing was actually called. It's nice. that three-pronged thing that oh, yeah, everybody yeah. has in their garage. Yep. Nobody's ever bought one of those. They always <laughs> get one when they move into a house from somebody. They're like, yeah. here's my old garden equipment. Yep. Most likely that person got that from somebody else also. Right. Just, nobody buys one Sales of those. Sales are negative percent these years. <laughs> it's like the same five garden cultivators that are just <laughs> circulating around a community. Right? Yeah. That's, that's all it is. just the same five. Uh, Garfield discovers the spiced up gravy and has a classic cartoon reaction. Love it. Uh, flames and all. It's just absolutely perfect. It's perfect. what you want out of a gag like that and a cartoon show. Yep. It's uh, comforting in a way. It's familiar. It's uh, very relatable, uh, eating something spicy, uh, unbeknowingly. I don't think that's a word. Uh, it's dinner time, and Doc Boy says grace. Uh, he never knows what to, and then Grandma hits him in the head with a spoon. Yeah. Grandma's a great lady. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I did have a grandma that was not afraid to smack me, but it was always in like a loving way. Sure. Like she would grab me by the face when she saw me and be like, slap, slap, slap. Like, sure. like oh, good to see you. Slap, slap, slap. slap, slap. <laughs> Mine would always pick on me, but it wouldn't be slap, slap, slap. She'd yeah. always come over and try to like sneak up and like grab my ear or something when we're playing a game. I do read like later on in life Dorothy would she would like literally like punch me in the shoulder like lovingly you know type of thing but I do remember as a kid she would like laugh and still like swat me in the behind if I was being mischievous so she'd be like laughing at what I was doing but she'd give me a swat anyway so (laughs) I remember that happening Dorothy was a great lady I miss Dorothy I'm like I really miss Dorothy but moving on Um, it is a funny bit with Doc Boy continuing to say grace even after he's said amen already and then Grandma hits him in the head with the spoon again. Right. And then, uh, John happens to ask his mother. Hey, Ma, pass the potatoes. Scalloped, whipped, fried, baked, or boiled. (laughs) (laughs) You always fix too much food. 
I'm going to skip dessert. Give me some pie. <laughs> Apple, peach, pumpkin, blueberry, cherry, banana cream. <laughs> That's a great bit. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, grandma's feeding Odie and Garfield underneath the table. And uh, um, after they uh, pan back up above the table, dad says to grandma, you sure are packing it away, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> And then her bit is the weirdest thing ever that she would say to her supposed son. We're going to assume he's his son. I'm eating for two now, dear. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Okay, girl. Such a, such a weird joke. Such you better a get her joke. back in front of the window. This <laughs> yeah. is getting weird. Wait, she hasn't started even talking to the cat yet. <laughs> well, dinner is over and John offers Garfield some leftovers, like a whole ham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Garfield, no, no one touched this, so here you go. <laughs> it's a whole ham. Uh, Garfield declines, and that just surprises John because he's already had his Garfield's already had his fill of food. Yep. Um, it's time for us to trim that tree. Um, Odie's collecting string this time for his uh, whatever he's making. Oh, we don't know yet. Uh, Grandma and Garfield have a little bit of a moment, and their relationship seems to strengthen a little bit. Uh, with only the star to put atop the Christmas tree, uh, Grand, uh, Dad kind of Dad says a funny thing, and it's kind of like uh, it makes sense. Like I've never thought of this. Why not put the star on the tree before you raise the tree? Yeah. Mom says it's that's not the Christmas spirit. Uh, but ultimately, uh, John gives Garfield a uh, mission to complete. Yeah. And he says, you'll be a hero, Garfield. <laughs> uh, he, just has, he just has to bring the uh, star to the top of the tree. Uh, Garfield takes on this mantle and he succeeds in his task, only to be stricken with fear of heights at the top of uh, the tree. So he falls down through the tree for a bit of physical comedy. Yeah. It's the whole thing, you know, cats climb trees and then they can't get back down. <laughs> 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 Whoever invented Christmas trees should be drug out into the street and shot. What a great thing in a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a little <laughs> risky for CBS. but Some real Christmas spirit right there. Uh, they plug in that tree and it's beautiful and everybody just goes, ooh. <laughs> Their mouths look in like increasingly weird every time I would watch the episode. I'm like, your mouth <laughs> looks so weird, man. And then Garfield, of course, says, nice touch. And uh, I wouldn't have known this if I hadn't watched also the uh, Thanksgiving special after watching one of these episodes and then watching uh, the, the one where they go on vacation. That's a reoccurring line in the Garfield specials. Garfield at some point says, nice touch. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's time for mom to play the piano, and she's going to play her own original song <laughs> that yep. everybody knows. Yeah. Um, originally, Grandma and Doc Boy also take turns at the piano during this scene, but it was edited out in 1991 for time so they could put more commercials into it, and we're left with the version we have today. All right. Um, you can find it on YouTube. I'll put the link in the show notes. So, And I didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode. If you've made it this far, you're going to get a treat. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> there was no real sources for this. This episode so there's going to be no links for the sources yeah just a lot of wikipedia yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't mind uh, the song that they sang it's you know it's an interesting like it feels like a christmas song and uh ultimately it's just a vessel for us to get some more backstory from grandma yeah um she misses her husband he was a good provider but he wasn't an affectionate and an affectionate man except for christmas <laughs> uh dad's man like dad's. uh it's like something that I've taken on as a father is to like break that cycle. Yeah. You know, like Tom did better than his father. And ultimately I want to do better than my father did. Not right. saying Tom was a cold man that didn't show <laughs> affection, but you know, he was still holding on to a lot of those things that uh, men are expected to be expected to do and stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I really 
want to break that cycle with my son and my daughter, especially. For sure. It's okay to be sensitive, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the song ends with, keep Christmas in your heart. Great song. Great song. <laughs> uh, with the song done, it's time for Dad to tell the boys their traditional Christmas story, Binky, the clown who saved Christmas. <laughs> um, it's kind of too bad that we don't get any more Binky than Dad's impression of Binky. Yeah. Why not like 10 seconds of the story, like wavy you know, transition lines into the beginning of the story, wavy transition lines out. We don't yeah. have to hear the story at all, but... Um, he was a super crazy character. Do you remember Binky from the Garfield uh, Garfield and Friends show? Do you remember like, Binky? Binky sounds familiar, yeah. but I don't really remember it. He's kind of like a cross between Krusty the Clown and uh, uh, Bozo the Clown a little bit. Okay. It's weird to use Krusty because the Simpsons didn't come out until 89, and Garfield was on the air well before 89. But yeah. he reminds me of Krusty in like, his color scheme especially. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, with a little bit of prodding, dad finally gives them the impression, the impersonation that the John and Doc boy want. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and the story's over and it's time to get ready for bed. <laughs> we don't get to hear the story at all. John is super pumped for bed. Super pumped. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I get that they put this stuff in the episode so that they can make it relatable to children. Right. Because John and his brother Doc Boy are like middle-aged men. Like, <laughs> middle-aged like, men. Right? Yes. And they're like enthralled with a Christmas story. Their yeah. father's going to, they're pumped to go to bed, you know. So they're like role-playing these kids' roles for children that are watching this show. But it's, as a 40-year-old man watching this, I'm like, man, they're being weird. Yeah. <laughs> like somehow they're still giving Christmas lists to their parents. <laughs> <laughs> and they know they're going to get half that list. Oh, boy. It just, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, cr- uh, Christmas is a real tradition in the Arbuckle household, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we flash over to Odie, and he's uh, collecting yet another piece to be his uh, to continue his yet realized project. Um, we get some fun silent animation stuff. It's a uh, Pink Panther esque, if you will. Uh, yeah, I enjoy the dialogueless animation. It feels like very vintage, and it's like kind of an important thing to me to like yeah. have that represented in animation. Because I mean, you watch a lot of that animation from the fifties and sixties, and even into the seventies. Looney Tunes cartoons. There's whole segments that are completely silent, and they're some of the most memorable Looney Tunes stuff, you know. And uh, it's cool to have that stuff in a modern, more modern uh, show. Agreed. I, I like that a lot. Uh, later that night, after the fire in the fireplace has completely burned down, Odie goes to the barn to finally he s- assemble his project. Uh, Garfield awakes and he follows Odie out to the barn. To the barn, um, a fun song uh, accompanies this scene. Um, it's just, it's such a weird song. The one, <laughs> <laughs> you can never find an elf when you need one. <laughs> when an elf is what you need, his energy, his speed. And then comes that magical moment. Oh, so the story goes on Christmas Eve. Then the elves and other weirdos. Things are better than your fantasy. Weird, weird, weird <laughs> song. Like elves and other weirdos. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, a, okay. what a weird song. But the moral of the song is when you're not looking for an elf, you get one when you need one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Garfield, watching Odie in the barn, discovers the bundle of letters in the box. Uh, Letters from 50 years ago. It's the magic of Christmas. Uh. (laughs) 
back in the house, Doc Boy and John are bugging their father in the middle of the night uh, to open Christmas presents. Yeah, come on. Uh, would you ever put your bed right next to your door? No. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> the weirdest thing about that scene to me. Not the fact that, again, they're middle-aged men waking up this, their father at 1.30 yeah. in the morning. Technically, it's Christmas morning. Dad, are you awake? <laughs> dad, dad, dad. And then they wake him up, turn on the light, but mom doesn't wake up. No, mom doesn't wake no, up. Mom she is, is, she is lights out. Yeah, she must have a pill addiction. <laughs> <laughs> She has definitely got an addiction. <laughs> Ultimately, Dad tells them to go to bed. Um, and it is funny, as they're walking away, Doc Boy says, I mean, technically, it is Christmas. And then John says, well, I know that, and you know that, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next day, it's Christmas morning, and uh, the boys get asked, what do you want to do first? Chores? Breakfast? Presents? And of course, it's Presents. Presents. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> Oh, what a wonderful Christmas, and things are starting to really wrap up. Uh, The presents are opened, uh, but wait, the cat needs to give Grandma a gift. Yeah, (laughs) It's the letters, and those letters are love letters from her dead husband that are just hanging out in the barn. Hanging out in the barn. Hanging in the barn. (laughs) (laughs) Just hanging on the barn. This has got to be part of the like family who's whose parent conspiracy. It, it like they're be. hiding the letters <laughs> in the barn. We can't ever find them. Like okay, uh, yeah, maybe it's not even out of wedlock. Maybe Grandma and Grandpa are actually John's parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Uh, great job, Garfield. You did it. You saved Christmas and you learned a lesson at the same time. Wow. Uh, Christmas is more than presents and food. It's about the ones you love the most. Uh, and especially Odie's gift. It's a back scratcher. What else would you want to give your friend that's a cat? Yeah. Uh, it's Garfield's favorite gift. And it isn't gems, gold, or electronics. Uh, it's homemade. And it's a gift from Odie's heart, his friend Odie. Think of that nice touching hug. <laughs> yep. And then we get the final line from Garfield Christmas. It's not the getting or the giving, it's the loving. There, I said it. Now get out of here. <laughs> it's a good old-fashioned Christmas down on the farm. Roll credit. <laughs> what did you think, Trav? Did you like it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely solid Christmas rotation. Uh, you know, five times in a row is a little <laughs> much. A little but much. But I did do that today. Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of fun to watch it with 1.5 speed yeah. when some of the songs <laughs> are going. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's not, it's obviously good. I mean, yeah. I love Garfield. He carries it. I like Garfield more yeah. than I like the Garfield Christmas special. Truth. But. Truth. What do you think about it? Um, I will mirror that sentiment. Like, Garfield, the times Garfield is speaking, the times Garfield is on the screen are the times that matter in the show. The rest is just kind of like, meh. Yeah. Uh, on an, on, no, it's related. Uh, the Thanksgiving special is like legitimately funny. Nice. This one is not like funny, funny. Yeah. It's more like heartfelt, right? Right, right. It's very heartfelt. Um, I like that out of this. It's kind of like a, I don't know, a snapshot into what Christmases were like before phones and homes that all homes had multiple TVs and right. stuff like that. I mean, mom played piano for entertainment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it's a really good episode and uh, even, even Evie liked to watch it. So, nice. I mean, it'll be in the Christmas rotation, I think, from now on. I'm going to continue that on for sure. Well, with that out of the way, Trav, I think we can move on to our homework assignment. Pumped for this one. Yeah, it's going to be the second part of our Christmas suite this year, and it's Jingle All the Way from 1996. 
Um, it was directed by Brian Levant, written by Randy Cornfield. 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 Uh, produced by Christopher Columbus. We know that name. Uh, produced also by Michael Barnath- Barnathan? Barnathan? Barnathan. Barnathan and Mark Radcliffe. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Howard Langston. He does not look like a Howard. No, uh, he does not. Sinbad. This is our first Sinbad appearance, nice. and I'm looking forward to it. I love Sinbad. As Myron Larrabee. Um, Phil Hartman as Ted Malton. Phil Hartman. That's a he's a gem. It's gonna be. I've like thought about when we uh, when we decided to do this one. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be kind of hard to watch him on this. Like Phil Hartman, man. Phil yeah. Hartman. Died too soon, man. Died too, too soon. soon. Uh, Rita Wilson as Liz Langston. Jake Lloyd as Jamie Langston. Robert Conrad as Officer Alexander Hummel. Martin Mull as KQRS DJ, Mr. Ponytail Man. KQRS. <laughs> uh, Jim Belushi, the second best Belushi, as Mall Santa. And an uh, uncredited role for Mini Santa is Vern Troyer. Nice. R.I.P. R.I.P. Man. These movies are getting too old. <laughs> Everybody's like dead. Uh, cinematography for those who care was by Victor J. Kemper. It was edited by Kent Beta, uh, Wilton Henderson, Adam Weiss. Music by David Newman. Produ- the production companies were 1492 Pictures, uh, Fox Family Films, and it was distributed by 20th Century Fox. It was released on November 16, 1996 at the Mall of America because it plays a pivotal role in this movie. Uh, and in nationwide, it was November 22nd in 1996. It had a budget of $75 million and a box office of $129.8 million. And that's $252.8 million in 2023. Boom. Yeah. Those numbers don't jump up as much when we do these late 90s movies, you know, because the inflation, man. Yeah. <laughs> inflation, man. Uh, so this is one of the, is this like the first super heavy Minnesota tie movie that we've done? I'm thinking it I is. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it takes place in Minnesota, takes place at the Mall of America, it's winter in Minnesota, it's just, it's going it's gonna to be cool to have that uh, factor in this next podcast. Oh, yeah. And I have a semi-interesting story about this movie barely interesting story about this movie <laughs> that I will share next episode when we do that. When way we do to that. set the bar. <laughs> I, I hyped Hellraiser up way too much. So I'm setting <laughs> the bar much lower. The expectations. It's kind of an inter- Okay, it's not interesting at all, but stay tuned. Stay tuned for a story. <laughs> a story. <laughs> interesting factor to be determined. Yeah, there we go. I'll go with it. Trav, hit me with that outro. Outro. So to keep it short with this one, so we actually only got one email, and he specifically said, you do not need to read this. So I'm going to summarize it. It please, was from Amber. I mean, basically, he went on and on about how amazing we are. This is the best podcast in the world. He can't <laughs> believe we're not famous yet. And he's been doing whatever he can to spread the word. And all. But no, in all seriousness, he brought up how he has been hooked on Resident Evil yep. since his... Was it his mom or his, I think it was his mom, yep. got in the first one yep. for PlayStation. Yep. And he talks about how all the movies have basically sucked. Yep. And he said, you know, this is way out of the wheelhouse of 80s, 90s. But the newest Resident Evil that just came out, uh, Escape from Raccoon City or sure. something like that. He says, we need to watch it because it's awesome. And I think we should. We can maybe fix or nagle that into our Patreon. I like it. Which we keep talking about. And eventually (laughs) people will know what it is. And it's going to be a thing with all this extra content. Yep. With extra credit episodes. Which will take place not in the 80s and 90s. So 
Uh, the next one we're planning to do, which won't matter because <laughs> it's going to be a long time till you get it, but we're doing X-Men and maybe we can squeeze in this uh, Raccoon City movie. Too. I like it. I like so it. I we'll think do a little idea. double feature and, you know, to be determined, TBD. <laughs> eventually these will be available for you to listen to. We're working on it. We're and working on it. I don't want to set the bar too high, but there's a maybe, maybe a new website coming yeah. and the email, I just got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a new email address. New email address. It's coming. It's coming. Setting that bar low. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just have one question for Drew. Okay. And it's going to be, what is the best or worst movie you've seen lately? And don't nothing that we've done on the podcast. So you don't okay. get to pick Mars Attacks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going best, you can't pick from here. You're going worst. You can't pick from here. So... Okay, so I'm going to go best movie was Into the Spider-Verse. I think I've talked about it a little bit, the second one. Possibly. Yes. yes. To me, at least, not yes. for sure on the podcast. It's amazing. So yeah. I, I think that was probably the best movie that I've seen as of late. Worst movie, not saying I didn't like it, but I watched Five Nights at Freddy on Peacock. Yeah. It is really, really bad, but it was still <laughs> yeah. like fun to watch. I didn't want to miss out on what kind of a cultural phenomenon right. that movie's kind of being right now, you know? Sure. So I did watch it. It's not good. It's just the <laughs> acting is flat. I don't remember the actor's name, but he played PETA in the Hunger Games movies. Oh, yep. yep. He's the lead in it, and uh, his performance was fine. Sure. But everything else in it was meh. Yeah. Matthew, Lillard, Matthew Lillard was serviceable. Uh, the main female protagonist, she just, I mean, she might as well just been a cardboard cutout, but <laughs> uh, it got my two hours, so, but that was probably the worst one that I've seen lately. For sure. Yeah. I haven't seen any good movies lately, but I did just watch a movie at my buddy's. We all decided on one we hadn't seen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen that Yeah. Yet? Didn't like it. Really? Did you see it yes, and like it? Yes. Oh my God. I was so, none of us liked it. We all really? thought it was really boring. I didn't know what was going on. And then by the end, you find out it has to do with the Manson. Right. Like, but it's like a fictionalized version of the Manson murders, right? Right. And yeah. they're Nate and he's neighbors right. to the victim. Yep. And I don't know. It's Brad Pitt saved it to yeah, make it at least yeah. interesting throughout. But Leo was way too good of an actor and, like, my favorite to pretend to be a bad actor. It just didn't right. work for me in right. the movie. By the time you figure out what the hell's going on, I feel like you get the weirdest ending ever, and it was two hours and 40 minutes long. <laughs> it was very long. Very long. You know, that trend of two-and-a-half-hour-plus movies, three-hour-plus movies yeah. now that are coming out, I don't need that. I don't need that. I really don't. Keep it under three hours at least, yeah. please. If it's not working in Marvel movies, don't do it no. in something else, please. So I will tell you why I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Let's hear it. So I like I liked that movie because it made me think of uh, Pulp Fiction okay. because it's a Which I, I love Pulp Fiction right it had that it had a similar vibe to me for that and maybe it's like rose tinted glasses but it's really hard for me to watch something that Quentin Tarantino does and be like I didn't like that I almost sure. feel like I like it 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 I, like it. I usually do yeah. love everything he does the pacing, I can completely understand yeah. why that was a turnoff. I think I really need to watch it again now that we're talking about this. The pacing is a turnoff for sure. The fictional, the weird fictionalization where it just turns ultra-violent at the end yeah. is a turnoff to me. And then the whole thing with Bruce Lee and Brad Pitt fighting is... Super random. It's 
also a huge turnoff for me. Definitely. So I understand where you where you're coming from. And then the whole subplot too with uh, with Brad Pitt's character maybe having killed his wife, but then everybody's like, he killed her, but nah, he didn't kill her. And yeah. I'm like, what? This is weird. This is. And weird. I'm confused with the Margot Robbie because so she's Sharon Tate, who is one of the victims yes. or whatever. Yes. But she goes to the movie theater to watch herself and she is in the movie and Sharon Tate is in the movie but it's not Margot Robbie in the movie on the screen so I was right. like when it first happened I'm like okay so she's like the stunt double and then by the end you find out no that is Sharon Tate who is in the movie but it isn't Margot Robbie so interesting I was, I was lost so, so I, I need to watch that movie again I yeah. think I really need to reevaluate that movie again because I completely hear where you're coming from but I saw it in theaters when it came out so it's been a while yeah. now I, I need to go back to that movie. I really do. Prepare three hours of your life. <laughs> That's the hardest thing about rewatch. Okay, I'm not going to complain about movie links anymore, but I'm going to complain about it for a second. <laughs> when you want to rewatch a movie, you're investing three hours? Three hours. And I'm so glad we chose the 80s and the 90s because everything comes in at an hour and a half. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we, and, we still stretch some longer than that. Yes, it's true, but uh, I in. I think the trend of that needs to end. The Agreed. trend of longer and longer movies. I don't. I know seats are more comfortable than ever, but I really don't <laughs> want to spend that much time in a theater. Agreed. I really don't want to spend that much time. I don't in a want to finish the entire large popcorn <laughs> while I'm in the theater. <laughs> it's gone already. How much movie is left? Two hours of Two movie? hours? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they don't even do free refills anymore. No? They don't, which no. is ridiculous. They're like, COVID, we can't do free refills. COVID's gone. Give me my free refills back, please. Nah. Nah, man. Nah. You're going to pay $25 for this popcorn. Pandora doesn't go back in the box. <laughs> not anymore. You're right. <laughs> it does not go back in the box. But that's going to wrap up our episode today. So make sure you are following us on Instagram and Facebook at Overdue Homework Podcast. Uh, make sure you are emailing us with anything at all at Podcast at gmail.com. And as always... Make sure you tune in to the next exciting episode of the Overdue Homework Podcast. Overdue Homework Podcast.